millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Young Contentables podcast. My name is Pete Nell and today I'm joined by a very old friend of mine, uh, Mel Turner. So me and Mel, we go back many years, uh, back to the UK Air Cub days. And, uh, but now Mel, he's uh, got a very interesting project on the go, but there's going to be a little bit about that later on. Mel, how you doing, mate? Hello, Pete. Yeah, I'm very well. Hello, everybody. So how did you get into doing living history back in the day? Well, it, it, it comes from um, doing recruiting shows uh, from the, uh, for the army. Uh, and we, we obviously would go to these um, military shows, which I live in history stuff. Um, I've always been you know, interested in history from a, a very young age. Uh, most of my, all my family uh, are in services of one form or another. Um, and specifically with the Vietnam War, I can just about remember it uh, as a little boy growing up at the end of the latter part of the war, like the end of it. Uh, and it kind of sparked my interest. And uh, I remember myself and Jamie, who you, uh, you know from the Air Cav, we went to War and Peace. And that's where we met the UK Air Cav. And it all kind of uh, stemmed from there. Yeah, because I think you joined about a year before I did. I think I think you had already done like you already done a season. Then I then I sort of rocked up. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or we. It's roughly about the same time, mate. I certainly either you had your kit or you was doing other things to do with um, the Vietnam War. But certainly at that time when you when we first met, Jamie was still uh, kicking about. Yeah, he um, was. And yeah, I, yeah, I know absolutely, and it, and obviously. Um, we had that interest, uh, got on very well, and sort of rest of his uh, history, so to speak. Yeah, we never never look back, mate. <laughs> I know, I know. It, you know, we've had some uh, we've had some good times uh, doing some of the stuff that we've done. You know, both uh, in the living history world and obviously outside of it. And obviously, you coming down um, with your guys, with your, one of your current groups, coming down to. Uh, help me out, of course, on a number of occasions, I hasten, right? Yeah, and that's uh, Lord Mayor. So if you, uh, those that are listening, if you've uh, followed quite a few of the episodes, you may have heard Mel's name mentioned quite a few times. And Mel is who I actually, who I co-organised the Lord Mayor's event on behalf of G Company 7 Rifles. So this is the man himself. So this is the other, the other brainchild for Lord Mayor's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it was one of these things where... You know, it, it gets a bit generic where you, you, we get a truck, we get a load of guys, um, my, my soldiers in kit, walking down the road. And and obviously, Peter, you know me by now. I, I like to think outside the box. I like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I like to go big. Uh, the same thing on my open evenings when I've done them. You know, I, I've had all sorts of stuff. And 
and I, I was sitting there, I was sitting there, my wife Natalie was at work, and I thought, how can I make the Lord Mayor's show more interesting? And I, I, I come up with that idea about having a, a timeline using the, the top end of all um, living history guides. And obviously, we speak most days anyway, mate. And that's when I gave you that call, if you remember, many years ago when we first done it, saying, can you help me put together this crazy timeline of the rifles? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I can remember that conversation happening. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, because I remember because originally it was going to be like a timeline of just uh, my guys from the Ox and Bucks. You said, "Oh, we'll have like just First World War and Second World War with you guys." And I was, I was and I then we said, "Well," and you go, "Well," and then 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 you, then you said, uh, oh, "You know what? I really like though is like like a, like a timeline to it. I'm like, that could be done." You know. Really, Peter? <laughs> I was like, let me see what I could do. And then about a week later, um, that was it. I, I rung you up. I said, right, I think I've got about five groups interested in this. And you're like, good, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember going to my bosses and uh, because they, even though it's a battalion effort, it's, it's my company that runs with it. It's a G company that runs uh, with it. And I, when I sat there in a meeting, and I said, I've got an idea. And they just thought, oh, we'll get something else to the back of the trap or something, or, you know, get some other guys. When, when I come out of it, they literally, they, they didn't know what to say. My boss was quite excited about it. And obviously I, I put it up through my chain of command and uh, they were very excited about it. And if, if you remember, um, obviously we had our RSM and our Colonel come down and he was just absolutely blown away. And, I have to say, um, the guys that took part, not only just my guys, but all the, the living history groups, absolutely, you know, I couldn't thank them enough because they, they looked absolutely amazing down to the finest detail. And, you know, and again, it's not only good PR for obviously my own, you know, my own regiment, but for you guys as well, because what you put into this and, it's not just your group, Peter, you know, it's everybody, you know, I've done a lot of shows, both on the living history side, but, and also as a recruiter at shows and the stuff, the money, the time, the effort that you guys put into it absolutely blows me away. It, it really does. And say so these guys that come down uh, with your help, I have to say, and you know, obviously we hosted you um, on the Friday night uh, and, you know, obviously, because it's a really early start. Absolutely cracking bunch of guys. And, you know, obviously in that, we had a little show and tell, didn't we, mate? Yes, we did, but on both occasions as well. So the first one and the last one there was uh, show and tell done. Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's realistically, it's, it's a sort of, we, to get the sort of stuff that you guys provide or bring with you, you know, it, it, it's it's mega. So the least we could do was you know, get out the machine guns, get out the mortars, etc. Show you the pistols and stuff. But I say, because I see it all the time, all our kit, it it, it really doesn't mean nothing. But I say some of your guys, I mean, some of the weapons, absolutely just out of this world. And and obviously on the one that we done last year, getting to uh, fire uh, the Baker rifle with the ninety fifth, absolutely. Rifleman's dream, mate. Rifleman's dream, mate. It's, uh, totally blew me away. And obviously, it wasn't just me. Um, you know, some of the lads fired, uh, fired it as well. And some really good photographs, which I have to say, um, we're going to put those hopefully in the Regimental Gazette, which is a quarterly gazette. So not, it, it's good for us. And again, it will get your groups out there. But again, you know, thank you, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant time. Um, I really enjoyed it, and uh, we just got to make it better the next time, wherever that may be. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think we outdone ourselves on the last one because like, last time it was a bit of a small contingent, as more like almost like a tester, and then more people heard about it, and then they afterwards, oh, when you're next doing uh, that Lord Mayor's gig, you won't, uh, you know, give us a tap on the shoulder to let us know, uh, and then we 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 increased. I think it was by three groups last time, wasn't it? I think off the top of my head it was three extra time periods we managed to get yeah so um there was 145 uh sets of boots on the ground that's all in so that's yeah uh, the living hip lads and my guys of course 
But I say, no one else in that entire display could, could do that. And I know certainly a lot of the other regiments were uh, taking a lot of photographs, even ones that may not particularly like the rifles very much. But um, I think they were in a bit of awe of what, you know, what they were unveiling in front of their eyes, so to speak. But um, I think we did. We certainly did uh, outdo ourselves. But again, you know, go large or go home. And, uh, you know, certainly we went large and it was fan absolutely fantastic. And ultimately, you know, you've got like little ones there have been sitting there for hours, you know, in the cold or the rain waiting for people to go past and the good thing what i like about what we did including all you know your guys is that actually having that interaction because you're used to doing it from shows you know speaking to people waving at people acknowledging people and i i think that's uh really important not to get above your station about where you are and what you're doing and, and i've certainly you do it very well peter because you know i've known you for a long time but you know, all the, every single person that attended that for us, absolutely fantastic. And that, our timeline from literally day one, week one riflemen, all the way up to um, modern rifles, as in my lot, it just brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Loved it, loved every minute of it. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, each year has always been an absolute blast. Um Hopefully we'll be able to do it in a couple of years' time, all being well. Like you said, we'll we'll try and go bigger if we can. Try and get some more get some more periods in there, and hopefully some more blokes turn up as well. Yeah, I mean, um, certainly, you know, when I when I spoke to um, the Lord Mayor's people who deal with it, they always know that uh, when it's us ringing up, there's going to be something pretty good. I yeah. have to say. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think the Rifleman gained quite a lot from it as well because. I think on the first one, some of them were a little bit, um, not that they didn't want to talk to some of them. It was like, oh, can I go and ask them a question? <laughs> but then like, it's, it's one of them. It's like when the brave one steps forward and goes, oh, what's what's that you're wearing? Oh, can I have a look at that? And, you know, whoever it was, oh, yeah, no problem. Look, this is this is what this is all about. And, oh, yeah, very good. Then suddenly they're, they're all on top of you like wasps. <laughs> <laughs> So I think they did, oh, you know, once they were like, actually, we can actually speak to these blokes. Um, and then obviously they learned that from last time. And then this time round, there was no stopping them, was there? As soon as we uh, all got to the RV point at the start line, because uh, obviously we were at different locations because of the COVID and that. Um, as soon as we got off the bus, that was it. They were on top of us. Oh, yeah, remember you lot from last year. And that was it. Everyone was, uh, everyone was all chatting with each other, which was brilliant. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's, you know... The banter was good between your guys and my guys. Again, the, we're used to seeing our weapons. And when someone's waving a Lewis gun um, or a Bren gun or one of the Lee Enfields or Baker rifles or muskets in front of you or whatever weapon systems you guys had at the time, you know, the guys are very, very interested. And what's good about it is that they're asking you questions. And because you guys uh, research it so much, you're coming out with the answers and you're telling them things they didn't even know about their own regiment themselves. So they're learning. They're learning. A bit like our conversations on when I drive into work in the morning, mate, and we talk about stuff, you know. Uh, I'm now a font of knowledge, thanks to you, my friend, I have to say. I'm World War One. I'm getting there. <laughs> yep, yep, you're getting there. We'll uh we'll we'll do a what's what oh, what's that? What was that old game show called? Um when he's just sat in no, not blanking him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one when he's just sitting in the armchair. <laughs> he's just sitting in that oh, armchair. Mastermind. Mastermind, that's it. Well, I'll put yeah. yeah. In another six months, I'll put you for a round of mastermind. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't record that, mate. Eh? We won't record that one. Just I won't be able to But I say, you know. And, you know, obviously, you know, we worked each other as me doing living history with the uh, air cap. And I say it was um, really good times, really good times. And, you know, I I really enjoyed it. And I, I enjoyed it for a number of reasons. It's not just, you know, it takes me out of my normal job. You know, I, I can do this other thing. Um, so it's not like a busman's holiday. I, you know, I change one uniform to another uniform. Um, but it's, it's, it's just really good. And again, but the knowledge that the, the guys, and that's at all levels, had 
and the attention to detail on kit and of course the money because you know th th this hobby um is not cheap and I, I don't really like calling it a hobby as such because you know a hobby is like painting or you know mountain biking or doing whatever it's a this is a bit more than a hobby because you guys are so passionate about it and certainly um we've had many conversations about you know the like vietnam stuff and the the veterans that um we know and we've spoken to um with the air cab absolutely great guys and i i, I find it it's strange when you know you go, oh, we're you know we're the UK Air Cav at the time, and we're going to do Vietnam stuff. We're going to do your unit, and they were blown away that you know these English people are doing American soldiers and an American war. But again, it's a bit of respect all round, really. I think. I mean, that we really appreciated them speaking to us. They appreciated us um, showing them, but in a good light. And I think that's where it's so important that if you're going to do it. You need to do it right. And as much in every way, you know, from your kit, your behavior, how and research. And I know obviously you do, but you know, do it, do this thing right because you are representing a real person or people, even though you might not be representing that individual as you know, John Smith. I'm pretending to be John Smith, but I think you really do need to get it right a hundred percent as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I and it's as you know, it's something I always say is that if you're not doing it 100, percent then you're not doing it justice to the blokes who actually did it for real. And I think that's also why the Vietnam vets, because luckily, like we were really, really lucky when we were the Air Cav, because the lads, the real lads of Charlie Two Seven, they couldn't do enough for us. You know, they, you know, the likes of uh, John Guillory, Rolando Sasler, uh, Greg Molesworth, to name but a few. Um, all we had to do was just ping them a message on the Facebook and, uh, and literally either maybe within a day or even a, even a couple of hours, like you could ask like a one worded question about a, a piece of kit or something that you weren't too sure on. And you'd let, you'd literally just get a paragraph. I go, what they might go, well, I did see something like that, but this is what I, this is, this is, this is how I perceived it. And then boom, you'll have this massive transcript. You're like, wow. And I think I think for them as well, because obviously it's a little bit different for them how the war was, how the politics ended up and all the rest of that. I think what it was is people with genuine interest of what they'd gone through. I think for them, it'll probably give them a little bit of closure in some way as well, is that we've actually got people that are generally interested in what I did and what I had to do when I was over there. Um, obviously, hopefully in a month or so time, we're going to have John Guillory, um, on the podcast doing an interview, which is going to be really, really interesting. Um, yeah, so and, and that was a good thing as well. Is like, and they invited us to the reunions as well. Unfortunately, when the um, air cav disbanded, that was the year I was going to go. I'd saved up for it as well, so I'd saved all the money up. I was like, yes, I am going to go because it used to be every two years there reunions, and um, I was like, yes, I'm going. I've got the money saved up, and then the air cav um, disbanded. I was like, oh not going to make it over to the Charlie two seven reunion, which I was really gutted about because, because where you've been, where we've been speaking to these blokes for years and years and years all over a computer, I finally meet these blokes from like face to face and spend a weekend with them as well. Having a beer or two. Yeah. I mean, I think with, with the air cab, I mean, the, the actual group, it, you know, it was pretty much, you know, one of the top uh, Vietnam living history uh, groups. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, we're not here to talk about politics and things like that, but I, I don't know if it got too big. Um, but it, it was certainly great. And I say, yeah, when you know you have the chat with John, um, I, I'm certainly going to tune in because I said, I, I've spoken to John. He's helped me out on a number of things. When I've asked him questions and you know for various things that I've asked him, really great bunch of guys. Yeah. So that that's pretty much a whistle stop tour of. Uh your time in the uh, UK air cab, Mel. So what we're going to do, we're going to go for a quick break now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a very, very interesting project Mel's involved with, as he is the brainchild behind this project as well, which um, is, uh, is going to be very, very interesting. And it's Vietnam War related as well. So catch you after the break. If you're a fan of this podcast and you want to help support the work that we undertake at Living History UK, 
then consider joining Patreon. You can join from just £1 a month and you receive a host of benefits and you help to keep the podcast going too. Hit the link and join now. Welcome back to the second part of this podcast. I'm joined by Mel Turner. So, like we said in the uh, first part of the uh, podcast, Mel said we use a UK air cav um, and that, that disbanded. And uh, I've, and you kind of just done your own thing for a while, didn't you, mate? And um, and then uh, obviously we've we've remained in touch and we got Lord Mayors going. And uh, but now you want to come back into the uh, sort of living history world, but in a very interesting way, don't you, mate? Yeah. So about 2019, I had this, um, I had this vision, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Um, obviously, we speak a lot and I, I really wanted to get back into doing something. And I thought, what can I do? And it was a, it's sort of a double edger because around that sort of time, uh, there was a lot of uh, ex squaddies um, and serving members still serving in the army, uh, committing suicide through mental health. Uh, some of these people uh, I knew, some of them I didn't. So I was thinking, how can, how can we help? How, how, what can I do to make a difference in someone's life? You know, because even helping one, per- helping one person, you've made a difference. So. I was sitting there, I was, I was, I was contemplating, what can I do? Because, you know, we've obviously done the air cab thing, which was really cool. So I had this really crazy idea. And it was sort of um, February, I'd say February, March time, 2019. I wanted to build a full-size replica of a PBR. Yeah, I can remember that phone call as well. <laughs> Because yeah, I remember you saying, I was like, Peter, got an excellent idea. I'm going to build a PBR boat. <laughs> I was like, okay, how are you going to do? I'm thinking, how, how, how is he going to do this? I'm like, okay, all right. I was like, all right, okay. I was, I, I, I see where, he, where he's going to go with this. And it was literally like, not even a month had passed. And you're like, Peter, I bought a hole and it's identical to a PBR one. All right, no, I'm like, no, you haven't. And here's all the pictures. Look, we got it, and uh, we're gonna go pick it up tomorrow. I'm like, well, this is all, this is definitely happening then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I just you know, again, it's like anything, you know, you know, go big or go home, mate. Really, isn't it? So, you know, I I found I, I was just trawling Facebook, you know, like the old marketplace and ebay and i found this hole and obviously you know these boats are 32 foot long uh you know and they're quite wide as well to be fair and it's like trying to get a hole of that size you know i thought it would be like impossible because you, you, you're not going to buy it you're not going to get a real one they are um unlike the grand tour they said they don't exist they do actually exist because um, i know people have got them in america well, i'll talk about them a bit later but um so i, I found this boat hole I, I found it and um, the guy was going to scrap it. And just by chance, he was actually an ex squaddy as well. So I rung him up. I went down there, had a chat to him. We got it for a, a really outrageously good price, next to nothing. Um, and obviously, then we picked it up and brought it back. Um, where I keep the boat, the on the guy's land, I mean, he's been great to us. He really has. I, I don't pay rent for the land that I use, I don't pay any electric, you know, he, he's a wife, uh, Sue, very good, you know, lovely, lovely lady, you know, cups of tea come out, sausage rolls and things like that. But the project itself was not just about building this PBR boat, because it was my zany idea. And I, and I, you know, through my um, years of recruiting, I just convinced other people it was a really good idea too. So, there's two there's two things a couple of things are going to happen so we are building this boat and we're still building it now everybody who is part of the build crew um is either ex forces still serving or uh civilian but everyone has suffered some some form of uh mental health mental illness call it what you will ptsd um of various descriptions and it's one day a month. It's one day a month where we can all get together. You know, we come from Kent and you know, one of the lads comes quite a long way actually. 
And it's about getting together, taking your mind of the issues that you've got or having or had, coming together for a common goal, building this boat, building this thing, making this boat literally from virtually nothing, you know, from the whole up. One of the things we are going to do, and, uh, you know, once we've built this boat, we are, yes, you're right, we are going to um, take it to shows and we are going to um, show the uniforms off, you know, uh, and all the kit and equipment. But some of the guys who are on the build may not want to do that for whatever reasons, or they, you know, it's just not their thing. They just want to come and help build the boat and then be done with it. But when this project's finished, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep on doing this because as, as I said earlier, you know, if I can help one person, one person at that group doesn't wake up and go, you know, on a serious note, that's it, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore then I've achieved something, you know? But we are going to raise money. One of uh, two charities that we've got in mind. Uh, one is, of course, a military charity. So helping uh, guys and girls um, who are suffering from PTSD or helping their families who, you know, for the guys and girls who've lost the fight with mental illness. So the money raised for that. And also one that's very close to me um, is Tiny Tickers. Tiny Tickers is uh, little ones, so babies and toddlers with uh, heart defects or heart problems of some description. My, my own, my youngest daughter has one, you know, and it's, I can still remember being told that she's got this, this heart issue and my welfare. Now, she's now six. Uh, she's doing very well. She's not had, had medication. She's not had an operation, but she's one of the lucky ones. And I know how I felt, um, certainly as a parent. So again, it's helped research, it's to help families, you know, you know, who are not as fortunate um, as I am. But again, obviously, we've got the military side as well. Yeah, an absolutely worthy cause as well on all three fronts. You know, where you got yourself and um, fellow veterans and um, people that got their own uh, mental problems from mental health issues, sorry, um, from the civilian world, uh, you know, where you've brought these people together, you know, to work as one to actually achieve something and the charities as well. Um, absolutely worthy causes, all of them. Um, but for our listeners um, who might necessarily know what a PBR is, what, what was a PBR, mate? And uh, the, who were the blokes who crewed them? Right, so the PBR... Patrol Boat River. If anyone has seen uh, the Grand Tour with Jeremy Clarkson uh, when they done the boat one about Vietnam, or you've seen Apocalypse Now, it's that boat. These boats were shallow draft uh, fighting boats made of fiberglass but heavily armed. Was originally armed, uh, crewed by the army, then the navy took it over. These little boats, two Detroit engine diesel engines. Um, and what they used to do, they would go um, through the rivers up the Mekong Delta and the, the rivers that branch off that. And they would uh, hunt out the Viet Cong MBA um, and with helicopters and infantry, you know, engaged close and destroy the enemy, um, you know, looking for. Uh, people smuggling weapon systems, you know, food and things like that. I mean, these guys were, you know, you you are in a fiberglass boat with very, if not no, uh, protect protection. The only thing you have is speed. Yeah, they were heavily armed. They had two fifty caliber machine guns mounted on the front or on the bow. Um, they had one fifty cal uh, on the stern, so at the rear. Um, some of the uh, crews would mount mortars on a large spring, obviously, otherwise it goes straight through the boat. Um, some would have, you know, and midship, so midway, you would have a M60 machine gun on one side, a 40 mil grenade launcher, which was quite new, really, uh, for that time. You know, it, it, it was literally an old crank system that operated that. Um, you know, sort of almost like a Gatling gun, but firing grenades. So it's quite cool. Uh, the Mark One and Mark Two. The Mark One was uh, when they made it. Um, the guy who made it was actually making boats for the civilian world, like pleasure cruisers. And it, the the 
US Navy that they they needed this boat to get into these shallow rivers of uh, you know of the Delta, and uh, they brought all these people together who were making the big ships. And this guy, so he he's there, and uh, he said, oh, "I can." They listen to what they want. He goes, "I can have you one. I can I can I can do that for you." So what they are, they said basically, "What well, in a week? I want to see a plan." So in less than a week, he actually made one. They could get in it. And then the PBR Mark One was born. And uh, PBR Mark Two, slightly larger, a bit more, some lots of upgrades. And it's the Mark Two that everybody uh, would recognize from, say, uh, Apocalypse Now, Grand Tour, or if you've seen any Vietnam War film where there's water and there's boats on it, you, you'd recognize it from that. And, and this is why we decided to build the Mark II, because even if you've got limited knowledge on the PBR boats, you will know that's a PBR. Yeah, absolutely. And the um, and they did a lot of good work out there as well, because even um, uh, used to, in some instances, insert SEAL teams as well on operations. So there was, um, yeah, so I think there was quite a few gallantry awards as well issued out to the uh, US Navy for the PBR cruiser, if I'm right, as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these guys uh, you know so i mean i think jeremy clarkson put uh, on it. you know you're putting these young lads on these boats and it it, it was a uh, four people to a boat so what you'd have you'd have generally a, a chief petty officer or petty officer of some class who'd be the captain of the boat uh then you'd have the gunner uh you have a gunner at the rear and there'd be an engineer but everyone was cross-trained and you know but, and not only were they searching for weapons and all sorts of stuff but they say they the things they used to get up to uh, within these boats, they say, are you right what you're saying? Inserting SEAL teams. Uh, there's a very quite famous rescue where they put in a SEAL team to rescue a civilian. I, I believe um, she was a nurse um, and they got her out. And I think she actually married the captain of the um, boat in the end. But I say, incredibly brave, incredibly brave people. In fact, they all were. We're not, we're not just isolating the PBR guys here. Everyone who fought in that war, you know, incredibly brave. But I say these particularly Navy guys, you know, these little boats, fiberglass, you know, and I say it, it there may be some people listening to this podcast have had ammunition flying, you know, going both ways. And it, it's not a very pleasant experience. And I say when you're sitting there in this boat, it's speed, that's the only thing that's saving. But gallantry of awards, yeah, certainly. And they did, you know, they did suffer for it as well. You know, that there was a lot of uh, casualties, but also, you know, it's. I want to keep their memory alive because, you know, everyone does. You know, you hear about the um, airborne and uh, the air cab because they're the most popular ones. You know, that's what people um, who live in history about. But no one does the PBR or the Navy, and this is probably why. I chose it, and you know, my, my own father, he was a uh, Royal Navy, and so is my grandfather. I know we're talking about the US Navy, but it's still a Navy, it's, you know, you're still in the Navy. And this is why I, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to represent someone different, you know, because, you know, there's there's helicopter groups out there, like Huey groups, there's air cab groups, there's airborne groups, but there's, there's no one representing somebody else. And that's why, and I, again, go big or go home mate isn't it really and you know at the moment we're doing very well uh, with the build we are um nearly getting ready to fiberglass most of the body and the internals we've already got the jet propulsion system now the original one was uh, jacuzzi jets we've got similar jets so from the outside they will look exactly the same but internally these ones are from the uh, italian navy so they're slightly more modern but they actually look very similar, um, but they're a lot more powerful. Now, they are capable of doing uh, 47 knots. I don't need it to go 47 knots. The maximum speed they would go is 28 knots. So if I get 20 out of it, I'll be happy. Um, the engines, again, they had Detroit. So we're not going to use Detroit engines um, because they're very expensive and they're very heavy. So our boat, it's very similar in size. Uh, it's 28 foot instead of 31. Um, but we're nine foot, nine foot two inches wide, so we're a little bit uh, narrower. So we're probably, we're looking at going for Land Rover engines because it's a proven engine. So it was down, it was down the same. 
hopefully it will look the same and the main point about this it's not just about taking it to shows on the back of a trailer and going to build ppr this boat will be fully operational it will go in the water it will move under its own steam yeah that and it's absolutely fantastic because uh well since day one you've constantly keep me updated on uh, your progress we've also got your facebook page as well which uh, we'll talk about at the end you know and the pictures that you're showing now you know it, it, it is getting that it that iconic shape is now taking form isn't it you know that i think it was the, la- the last photograph you sent me you went right this is this is where we're at now and like when you look at it from the front you're like yeah you, it's got that it's, it's getting that profile now yeah i mean it's it's all but that Right, where the radar basically in that fairing at the front, um, that's where the radio room was. But that's what people will recognize. And we've, you know, it, it's been a struggle because I say, you know, even though we've got some of the veterans that I've spoken to, um, from the PBR crews and the, the US Navy at large, they've been so helpful. Um, they've sent us uh, PDFs of the plans of the boat, but again, we're going from a drawing. Now, bear in mind, no one within uh, the group is a boat builder all right lots of people in the group uh, you know are now tradesmen because they've left the army or they they on the civilian side they've been a tradesman all their life so you know we've got people who are very very skilled and people who just want to come along and you know just help out you know do whatever it needs doing but we have literally made this by looking at these pdf files and one of the lads, Phil, has actually got a model, uh, a little Tamiar model, and we're literally using that because it, they're quite detailed. So between that and the hundreds of research uh, photographs and speaking to the veterans, uh, I, I got a message from one of the veterans today and he sent me um, an in-depth history of the PBRs from its very uh, beginning all the way through to the end of the war, which was very nice, just out of the blue. And obviously, I, I sent him a load of the pictures and he, you know, we, we do have a um, Facebook page that people can join if they're interested in having a look at what we're doing. The, the main thing is, is we're being honest with the veterans, you know, we've shown them every step of the way um, of what we're doing. We're asking their advice and, you know, and even down to, you know what lights did you have and why were they in those colors or you know once we get the boat done uh, i actually asked them all um on their veteran page can we wear their uniform and why did i do that I, I think it's important i think it's important that you have these people these guys who done this you know for real that have their approval but certainly i mean i when we've gone to shows pete you know I, i've seen people walking around in the uniform that i wear you know, I sort of find it a little bit strange. Um, not saying these people are strange, but it's like, why are you doing that? Because to me, it's, you know, it's what I wear every day. But I, I just wanted approval. I, I wanted them to say, yes, you can do it. Because how, you know, it's the best way to get thanked, isn't it? It's the best way to get thanks. You've got people who actually were there, who crewed these things, these boats, to say, yeah, you can, you can wear the kit, you can... You know, here's all the information. And I, I just think it's I think it's great. I do. Yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. And it's and it's great that the PBR veterans are in the you know in the same frame of mind as what the air cab veterans were like, where we where you've just gone, what is this? Or can you tell me a bit more about that? And they've gone, yep, no problem. And they've and they've just you know just given you all the knowledge that they've got on that particular subject. Um and that, and that, that's a, that's approval in itself as well, you know. If they're willing to help you, um, yeah, you know that that's that's always a thumbs up in its own right, really. Yeah, I mean, we've got not only guys, obviously the American veterans, um, both Vietnam and other conflicts. Um, so there's a, there's a number a number of veterans that we've got in the states that are, I'm talking to. One of their groups, which is um, got i think they've got three pbrs they're called uh, the black sheep and they are a mixture of vietnam pbr veterans and american other veterans and civilians and uh, they have been so they have been really helpful uh, you know with photographs of their boat because obviously 
if I if I can't find the picture from uh, Arcar files or the plans that I've got, I need to find it from somewhere. And you, you know, looking at a model, you know, it's okay, but end of the day, it's still a model. So I've asked them. They've gone, yeah, no worries. Going down the boat on the weekend, and they send us pictures back. Do you know what I mean? But you're right. You're exactly right. What you're saying earlier, to have the approval from any veteran. You know, especially in the time periods that we do. Obviously, we can't have it for every living history group because some people do Napoleonics or uh, World War One. Obviously, you, you do World War Two uh, yourself. And I know you've spoken to veterans, but just to let them know that what they did is appreciated, regardless of the outcome. You know yeah, I mean? and it yeah, it, it means so much. It, it really, really does. And you're right. It, it's it's approval. That's all the approval I need. You know, when certainly when I started it, um, even the people who were going to help me just thought I was absolutely bonkers when this boat hole turned up because I was the only one that seeing. I just took a couple of pictures and we're buying it. It was cheap. Um, everyone there was that we had a lot of naysayers like you you, you ain't going to make that 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 thing is not going to float. You're not going to do mm. it. And you know, it's quite nice. None of the veterans said that, I have to say. Um, these were people from over here. Um, and now I think some some of them are eating a little bit of humble pie, mate, to be honest, because, you know, this thing is happening. We've got, you know, we've got the boat trailer for it, which is uh, ready to go. It's, it's ne near the boat or next to the boat. You know, we've got, we've got the jets. So all these really big money items we've already got. So it, now it's finishing off the main build and then, you know, like any model, putting it all together and hopefully getting it in the water um, <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't sink. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely fine, mate. But what, what a nice thing that you brought up is that where you're speaking to PBR owners over in the States, either private owners or they're part <laughs> of groups themselves uh, displaying their PBR. and and how willing they are, like sharing the information with you. Cause that's one thing about like the reenacting or living history community, which I hate sometimes because you've got someone who generally needs help. And there's people there who have got that knowledge base, but they're, but because you're nothing to do with like their group is that they, you know, it's pretty much, you will never have the secret to the chocolate orange. And it sounds to me that these guys over in the States, they are giving you the secret to the chocolate orange, which is fantastic to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I, to, I you know what? I, I totally get. I, I I totally get what you say. Where you're coming from, you know. Um, yeah, they've been fantastic. There's only one. I think there's a bit off the top of my head. I think there's four PBRs that are um, serviceable in the states. So I think there's a Mark One PBR, which uh, a guy's doing up. But there's only one guy. Um, who I, I message and he's got a website about his PBR and it's it's very very good I mean it's almost you know too perfect um to the original and there's only one guy that you I message him nothing but when I spoke to the guys from the black sheep um they said no point in messaging because he, he just won't help you at all but everybody else but not only the veterans the guys you know there's people linked to that group um civilians or of, you know, veterans and other things, you know, they've been really helpful. Oh, I've got this, you know, or I've seen this here. And I'm always getting emails or uh, Facebook links to, you know, whether it's PBR uh, videos, you know, um, footage from Vietnam or what they've done. And, it, you know, it is really cool. And it, it's a shame because at the end of the day, you know, it's not a secret what I'm doing. I, I've, I've, put, I've put it out there not to sort of rub it in people's faces, but go, look, this is what I'm doing. If you know anything or got anything, can you, you know, send it to me or wherever chat? Or if you want to come down and have a look or send you some photographs. And you're right. I, I don't understand why some people, um, and I've, you know, I've come across it quite a lot in, in history where they just don't want to help you at all. Even though you're right, as you said, they've got the secret to the chocolate orange. It's just like, oh, no, I'm keeping it. Why? Surely everyone's going for the same thing, isn't it? You're representing these people. In whatever time period, it doesn't. It, it and it, it almost like you know, oh, my group's better than your group. Does it matter whose group's better as long as you're doing it right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what some of that boils down to as well. I think it's almost that intergroup snobbery in some instances. 
as well, I think, can be um, a small part to play in that as well. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. I I, I certainly um, have come across it when I, you know, some on the living history on the Vietnam sort of um, circuit that me and you were involved in. Uh, you know, groups wouldn't speak to you or, you know, or they've just been a little bit pedantic about stuff. But, you know, hopefully, well, I, I'm my group, you know, once we go to that phase of explaining, it's not going to be like that. You know, if you want to come and have a look, come and have a look. If you want to come and have a look, you know, jump on board, jump on board, that's fine. As long as you ask, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, we're doing it for these reasons. We're doing it for the Vietnam veterans. We're doing it to raise money for our own veterans over here. We're doing it for tiny tickers, you know, for the little ones. And we're doing it for the public, to show people. Because, again, I, I'm going to use one of your uh, phrases, so I, uh, I hope you've not copyrighted it. It's <laughs> keeping history alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imitation's best for a flattery, mate. <laughs> yeah, it is, mate. I, I, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, though, isn't it? Yes, it's true. Yeah, it is, that's, mate. That's yeah, true. and it's like if you're passionate about something, why not? Why yeah, not? And absolutely. Say, you know, it's yes, we are helping people out. Not everyone in the group has got uh, uh, or has had a mental illness uh, problem, um, but a lot of people have. And I say, if we can on our journey of building this boat and then obviously getting it to shows and showing to the public, if we can help one person then that's great if we can educate one person that's great if we can raise a pound for a military charity that's great if we can raise a pound for um a charity you know for the little ones that's great that's what it's all about you know and obviously there is enjoyment you know from myself and you know everyone involved and obviously you know uh my you, my long-suffering uh, friend, I talk about it most mornings to you. I don't know why I'm it work. Um, you know, but it it is, and I really hope that you're, you know, the people that listen to this, you know, it just just take a look, take a look at our, our Facebook page, which I'll, I shall drop into in a minute. Um, please just come along, have a look. You know, we you know when there is a donation part on there. I need, I need to check that actually. We're not asking you to donate. We're just asking you to follow us, as, you know, to see the work that we're doing. That's that's what I'm asking. You know, if you want to put money into it, money into it, that's fine. Put money into it. That's that's great. But that's not what I'm asking, and that's not what I'm doing. All right, I'm doing it to help people, and I'll be honest, it helps me as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, my link, my my link, Peter. So it's the PBR project or the PBR Build Project UK. You can find us on uh, Facebook. We haven't got a website per se at the moment. There's something I am looking into. But, you know, please come along, have a look. You know, we we go down there once a month. Um, we try to update uh, as much as we can. Over sort of no, October, November, we had, we had some bad storms down here in Kent um, and we lost we, the boathouse. We didn't lose it. It, it blew away. So <laughs> literally blew away. So we've had to rebuild that, but we're back on track now. So, you know, it, I'm hoping to uh, get the boat ready for August. Um, it might be a bit of a tall order now. Um, that would be one of the first shows that we take this boat out. It, it You know, it's not going to be in the water, it'll be on the trailer, but that's what I'm hoping, hoping to do. And I say, if uh, any of your guys, I'm sure we're, You'll hear about it um, if we do do that show. If you want to come down and have a chat, have a look, take some pictures, that's great. Yeah, honestly, it really, really is. And I, I think you'll be at that certain show as well, Peter. Yes, I definitely will be. Yes, I'll be there in some form of capacity. <laughs> as you always are, mate. As you uh, are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so brilliant, Mel. Um, yeah, so the um, links to what, uh, Mel's spoken about this evening, uh, this evening, <laughs> uh, during this podcast, sorry, um, will be in the links below of this podcast. So that will be the link to the Facebook page and uh, his charities he's uh, raising money for as well. So with that, Mel, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, 
let me have a chat with you about it and uh, to get your project out into the public. Mate, it's been great. And I, I, honestly, you, you know I'm going to ring you in the morning anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full debrief. I'm morning. <laughs> yeah, full debrief. No, I will be asking questions. Um, <laughs> I just hope I've not bored people uh, and they can understand my sort of Kent London accent now as I've got. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it's it, it is a passion of mine. Um, I do apologise to your listeners if I've just got on and on and on, but I say it is passionate. Thank you very much, um, Peter. Obviously, your podcast, what you do, um, I listen to them all the time, and they're great. You know, with the guys that you have on there. Um, certainly, your other channel that you do, so your living history, your actual channel. Um, Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And if you've not seen uh, Peter's and Steve's uh, Living History channel, I, I, I really do recommend uh, that you do have a look at it because it is it, very, very good. I mean, again, keeping history alive. There you go, Peter. That's the free one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fact, that's thank, thank you. That's that's very nice of you to say. Um, and it's compliments that like that. That's what keeps us going with it, with the podcast and with the Living History UK channel as well. And that brings the this episode of the Younger Tenables podcast to an end. I hope you've enjoyed it. All the uh, uh, subjects that Mal's mentioned, such as the charities, the two charities, and uh, his Facebook page will be in the links below. So please have a look at those charities and uh, please do look at his Facebook page as well. And if you want to see photographs of the PBR in its current state and the build progress, that's the only place you're going to look, you're going to find it. So it's on there. So until next time, stay safe. See you later. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.